Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. My guest today, I love it when I get to interview another veteran and the business that they're starting and, and how they're impacting the world with, with, with their wisdom and their knowledge and their skills. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. Mark Noon is a 20-plus year retired Air Force major where he was a key leader in building cultural and leadership transformation within the Air Force medical community. Following his retirement, Mark brought his operational and service excellence expertise to the Studer Group and now in a organization called Leadership 10. He has coached and spoken before more than 270 organizations in 43 states about leadership development, which if you've been following me for any length of time, you know that is a passion of mine as well. Leadership 10 is an organization helping leaders, typically between the ages of 25 and 40, living down the Florida panhandle area in business development and leadership. Help me welcome to the program, Mark New. Mark, it is so great to finally speak to you. I appreciate your time joining us today. Absolutely, Pastor Robert. Thanks for the opportunity. Amen. Now, the first question, other than that yeah. brief bit of information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Mark New? So Mark Noon is a, first of all, a, a Christian man who I, I just calculated the other day. I think I've been saved about 43 years. So I was Praise pretty young. Yeah. I say I was really young. You know, that way there your listeners don't think I was, you know, I'm 90 years old or something. But I've been saved for 40, 43 years, been on the mission field. I have been. So I'm a Christian man who also is a, uh, a husband, 34 years, actually this week coming up, 34 Amen. years, my wife, Michelle. Um, both of us grew up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Um, I've got, I've got four kids. I've got one daughter-in-law and I've got two dogs. I live in the panhandle of Florida. I run a business. I'm involved in my local church. That's who Mark Noon is right now. Amen. Well, tell us about Leadership 10. You know, how and when did it start and what is the purpose of what you do? Yeah, so Leadership 10 actually started as a, a way to reach out to young professionals in our community here in the panhandle of Florida where I currently live. Um, I'll tell you just the history of it is uh, uh, my wife came to me one day and, uh, about four years ago and said, hey, you know what? You ought to take what you've been you know, teaching all over the country and, and just do something locally with some young professionals. She had some guys in mind that from our local church that you know, were in that age category, 25 to 40. We don't limit ourselves to that, but that's kind of the, the range that we look for. And she said, you know, you and, and, and your friend, my friend Rob, you guys ought to put this together and start doing it. So we, he and I talked about it a little bit and we said, yeah, let's get these guys together. We got four guys from our church. We said, hey, do you guys want to do some leadership development? We'll meet on a Saturday, Panera Bread. It's a great little, we'll get a corner in there. We'll, we'll go through my book, which is called Setup. We'll go through some scriptures. We'll go through some leadership tips. And we'll just talk for two or three, four hours on a Saturday. And then we'll do some, what we thought was real important is the one-on-one -on -one coaching. So we would, I took two guys and he took two guys. And we coached these guys one-on-one. -on -one. We would meet once or twice more in a month. And we did that for about four or five months. Well, after we did that, we, we had such great feedback from them. 
we realized that this wasn't really just about leadership development as a business uh, outreach or a, a, for our community. It also became real important for the family. All of these guys were, were family men, you know, married with children, and they became not just better business leaders, they became better fathers. And so our, 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 our vision statement says that we create bold leaders who impact not just their community and their business, but also their family. And that's really how it got started. You know, there's a whole lot more to it and, and how it has evolved. And I'm sure we'll get through talking that. But that's really how it started was our heart to reach young professional men at that time. And now men and women, um, as we've expanded um, throughout our area in North Florida. Amen. Amen. And you make a, a, a distinction between developing the leader and what leader de, de, leadership development is all about. Can you explain that for us? Yeah. So at one point in time, we, we, we were sitting talking, the three of us, I have two partners, Diane and Robin, and we were talking about leadership development. We said, is it really about leadership development or is it really about leader development? And we realized there's a distinction in our words that we wanted to develop the leader, the person, not the Amen. skills. I mean, the skills are part of that, but we wanted the person to be able to become something more than they currently were. And, and, and leadership development is, is giving them the skills to do that, but it's really about developing them as a person, as a leader. So there is, for us, a very distinctive difference. And you'll see it on our website, too. We'll, we've changed things from leadership development to specifically leader development. Amen. Amen. You know, and, and that is a, a very important distinction because that, that's, you know, the leadership development is like the overview, but the leader development is developing that individual with the skills, for lack of a better phrase, to lead. Correct. <laughs> really. Correct. It's almost like, you know, if you think about Christianity, it's, it's not that we're, we're, we're trying to, to, pro, uh, uh, to promote Christianity. We're trying to raise up Christian people, right? I mean, that's what our, yeah. our whole, the, the whole thing about making disciples. It's not about the discipleship program. It's about making disciples. So here we're Amen. making yeah. leaders, not about Amen. the leadership program. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And, and I have like you, you know, basically studied, and participated in military leadership development for many, many years, you know, right. 12 years in the army and leaving as a commissioned cavalry officer way back in 1989, as we talked yeah. before the, the recording, right. but I ended up retiring in law enforcement where I use the same skills in right. law enforcement as a leader in, in law enforcement. You know, how did your military training prepare you for civilian leadership? And you're, you're calling to pass this on as a skill set to future business leaders that your organization helps. You know, as I always tell this story is, is how I came into leadership. So I was an enlisted guy in the Air Force. I came in in, in the early 90s and I was, you know, I, I made my way through the ranks of the enlisted world. I finished my degree. And at one point, the Air Force said, you've got a degree, a bachelor's degree. So now we can commission you to be an officer. And I applied for that program and I got accepted. So I became an officer. So now I'm in a leadership role, a position, right? So literally, I tell people on Friday, I'm an enlisted guy in the military. And on Tuesday, I, I show up at my next assignment and I'm a I'm an officer. And I said, what's my training to be an officer? What well, was a weekend to think about it? Right? That was it. Now, <laughs> did I have leadership training? Yes, but I never was given the opportunity to really exercise that. And so what I realized, and that's what started my journey now for the last 20 plus years in helping people to be ready to step into leadership. So the whole idea of my book set up is that you don't have to step up to a leadership role. You can step into a leadership role that we want to set people up for that. And so what we've, what that's done is just kind of, you know, 
my passion has been to, to get people ready for that. You know, if you were my a person who worked for me and I knew at some point you're going to be in a leadership position, I would start training you now. I would start getting you ready. So that when that time yeah. came, Robert just steps into it and it's not such a big shock and, and, and not such a big step for you to be able to go into that. That's the idea of, of where I come from and the passion for leader development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. I I share the same thing when I speak at, at business conferences, things like that about leadership and team. My my passion is team building, mm-hmm. and and you know that's why I tell them. I say, look, you know, you you take a receptionist, you're hiring a receptionist to answer the phones, redirect calls, and and all that good stuff. I said, and then when you notice after a couple of weeks that she's starting to get some spare time and and playing on her phone at the end yeah. of the day or whatever, that uh, you know. Now it's time to have the office manager say, hey, can you help me with these filing systems and, and do that stuff? So start expanding that. And yes. over the course of time, maybe the office manager goes on vacation for two weeks. You don't have to hire a temp agency to come in and you know, just say, hey, okay, take over her role while she's gone and right. then see how she does and help sure. her out and all that. And yeah. maybe the office manager gets promoted later or leaves for another job. You don't have to interview 27 people for an office manager. So promote the receptionist office manager and go hire another receptionist. Right. You know? right, right. <laughs> That's basically exactly. the military model, you know, right. private PFC, NCO, right. you know, right. and uh, <laughs> right, right, right. But it's also not just promoting them to a position and giving them a title or a rank. It's, right. it's, are they prepared with the skills they the need skill to be sets. able to step into that? Right. right. So, Amen. so that, that they don't have to all of a sudden go, Oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do here? And, and there's always a learning curve. I mean, oh, it, yeah. it doesn't matter if you're becoming a CEO of a company you're, there's a learning curve, but hopefully you've been risen up. And as you've risen up, you've gained more and more skills to be able to lead more effectively. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Like you, I, I started off as enlisted. I did nine years enlisted. And, uh, and one day I reading the, you know, pay charts and realized, wow, commissioned officer with more than four years active enlisted uh-huh. service, you know, <laughs> said, man, I, I, I think I'm going to go for this, you know? Right. And, you know, so I, I signed out of my unit. I was a drill sergeant for three years. Oh gosh. Signed off a drill sergeant status on Friday afternoon. Yeah. Signed into officer candidate school on Sunday afternoon. You know, so I went wow. from being the one doing all the yelling to the one taking it all right. <laughs> all in one weekend. Right. <laughs> so I, I can relate to everything you just said. You know? Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So tell us about the L10 communication model. So, so we, as we have developed this and we call it L10 leadership 10. And interestingly, we the word leadership has 10 letters, which is part of the reason we call it L- okay. leadership 10 or L10. <laughs> Um, it's kind of our nickname for it. Uh, some people even call us Lead 10. It's just another kind of a nickname you call it. Um, you know, it really is, um, we've developed some proprietary material. We've, we've, we've come up with some really, what we think are unique ways to deliver leadership skills, leadership development to um, leaders across the country. And this communication model is really uh, centers around, it's interesting, it centers around humility, which, which as Christians we know, but not necessarily, again, we're not, we're not, we're not reaching out to, to just Christians. And even in our, our groups, our, our, our uh, what we call cohorts or local groups that we do twice a year, it's not Christians that we're necessarily, there's a lot of them that participate just because they know our background, they know our history. But we're reaching out to all seven mountains of culture. We're reaching out to everybody in the community. We want them to come in. And when they see our communication model and they realize that this model is circular and in the center of that is the word humility. Everything from communication should stem from humility. I shouldn't um, 
um, be able to, to influence people in, in a conversation unless I'm doing it from a, a humble perspective, humility. If I shouldn't be able to challenge people in a conversation if I'm not doing it from a centered uh, around humility. So our communication model really evolved from that. And, and it became this idea that in order to influence people, which is what communication does, you've, you've got to be able to challenge them. So I'm working backwards on our, on our scale. So challenge them, you've got to be able to ask good questions. And good questions mm-hmm. in the sense of, not questioning them, but providing good questions to get them to think about what they're doing. If you don't have good questions, then you step back and you go, am I curious enough? Am I curious about people? Do I, do I have a genuine curiosity about who they are and what they do? Previous to that, if you can't figure out if you're curious, you're not probably listening very well. Mm. And, if, and, and Amen. So, we, so we go back to that, that element of our communication model. So it's, it's this idea that we've got to be humble. We've got to be curious. We've got to be listening. We've got to ask good questions. This is all encompassing to provide really good communication to the people around us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, you know, communication, I mean, you, you talk about the questions and all that. <laughs> we, when I was a brand new second lieutenant, the, uh, my first Simon and Cavalry Squadron, we had a guy, his initials, I won't mention the name, but his initials were JP and he was the fourth, you know, junior, senior, junior, first, second, third. He was the fourth with the same name. Yeah. So his initials were JP four, you know, the aviation fuel. Yeah. And, oh, uh, right, right, and, right. And that was his mentality. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I put it like that. But yeah. he would ask questions yeah. and you'd think he's picking on you. You know, but he was making you think about, you know, like if a vehicle was broken down mm-hmm. and say, OK, what, how long till this vehicle will be up? And so, well, maintenance said it'd be up this afternoon. He goes, well, this afternoon goes from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. When mm-hmm. will it be up? Yeah. You know, he wants right. specifics. And, and I said, OK, so you find out. Say, OK, they said it'd be up at, at four o'clock by four o'clock. Who's they? Who did you talk to? Yeah, right. I mean, because what he's doing, he's holding me responsible to be responsible Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. to hold somebody else responsible for us, you know, so that you, when when things go wrong, you know who to call. Hey, Mm -hmm. Sergeant So So, you said, you know, this. Correct. Correct. But it was, that was a a rough learning curve there in the beginning. (laughs) Right. Right. But you know, the only way that that can happen, and really what he's doing is he's challenging you at that point. By asking good, very specific questions, right? And that's because he's genuinely curious to know when it's going to happen. And in order to do that, he's got to have built a connection with you. And that connection gives him the ability to move forward in what we call our communication model to that point where he can challenge and then influence the decisions to make. But again, all centered around him being very humble and us being very humble in our communication. Amen. 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 So what are the three types of leadership development training that you offer? So the three types, well, there's actually several different things that we do, but the the focus for us is really about leader development. That's our workshops or our training classes. But to to make that more effective, it's got to be through the one-on-one coaching. And the one-on-one coaching that we do is what has really set us apart from a lot of other even coaching and development organizations is that we don't just group coach. It's not like we got, uh, you know, we may do that at times. We've done group coaches. We have five senior leaders in a room and we coach them through that. But what comes better of that is when we can take something like our communication model, we teach it in a workshop and we walk through exercises with it. And then the rest of the month I spend coaching individual leaders on those particular elements of Mm. the model. 
So then we are, are practically putting things in place. I do a lot of coaching. So our, our, our cohort, our group of young professionals is one thing, and we do that with them. But we're, now we've taken this and expanded it to a large business, and we're, we're, we're expanding nationwide to be able to do this. Some of it's virtual, some of it's in person. And we take uh, that time, and then those folks have to, to email us back with information about what they learned from that session. And I email them back with the information that I got out of that session. And then they are the, the next 30 days are working through all those elements that we coached. The next month we coach again, or the next month we have a workshop and then we coach again. And that's the element that I think is the, the, the biggest thing for us as an organization. The third element we do is, is speaking. And I, I travel the country. I've done this for now 10 years, traveling the country, speaking about what we're doing, just like I'm doing now on this podcast but also uh, delivering messages on leadership development, messages on employee engagement, uh, customer and patient satisfaction, those kind of things throughout organizations around the, around the country and hopefully eventually around the globe. Amen. Amen. So your job basically is to present the information and then those that are interested, you narrow it down to work with them one-on-one? Hopefully one-on-one. And we, like I said, we do groups. I love to do large workshop groups where I've got a, a whole organization or all, like I'm going to be in, like I, I was telling you earlier off, off recording that I'm going to be up in, in Michigan next week. And I'm working with a group there where I'll sit with about 30 leaders in a room and we'll do a workshop for, um, you know, three or four hours. But then I also spend the rest of the month um, coaching individuals in that organization one-on-one through, through virt- virtually uh, about what we talked about and what they need to do to grow and be leaders. So that's the goal is, mm-hmm. is to go to the large workshops, but then also to narrow it down to those one-on-one opportunities. Amen. Amen. So I noticed one of the areas is decision-making and critical thinking. And, and I, I love that. I mean, I know the great, as I share the great leaders I served under, they emphasized to gather as much information as possible in the time you have, mm-hmm. process it, and make the decision. You know, my hero in the CAV, you know, part of our officer development was we had to read. The yeah. our commander required us to read at least one leadership book every month, right? Sure. And wow. uh, I, I chose to study everything I could find about one of the greatest cavalry officers of all time, General George Patton, right? Oh, yeah. And one thing he said that that stuck with me, I used it all through my military time, all through my law enforcement career, is a good decision implemented now is better than a perfect solution tried later. You know? yeah. and, and what type of training and training scenarios does Leadership 10 use to teach your students the critical thinking and decision-making model? Yeah, so... You know, it's interesting that, that we have four elements that we do with our, our cohort group, which is our young professionals that we do for free. Um, it, it's values, it's communication, it's it's culture, and it's roles in decision-making. What we found out is that in a lot of organizations, and, and then, of course, now we're taking that to, to lots of organizations and expanding beyond that. But the idea of, of, of decision-making is, is sometimes difficult in organizations because people don't understand their role and they don't understand their responsibility. So when we started out with this kind of talking about how to make good decisions, we actually had to backtrack a little bit as we developed this and realize it's about the roles and responsibilities. What, who, whose responsibility is it for this decision or whose role is it for this decision? And there's a big difference. People look at their roles and responsibilities as being the same and they're not. My role might be a CEO. My responsibilities are this. My role might be a, a CFO, chief financial officer, but my, and my responsibilities are this. But then when you get down to other levels in the organization, managers and directors, 
sometimes they don't know what their full role is, or it's not been clearly defined for them. And so then they step outside of a role or step outside of their responsibilities and they start making decisions that affect the organization. And it's not something that they're supposed to be a part of. Right. So, so, so we go in and we coach them. First of all, we, we establish this organizational structure and we make sure that people understand their roles and responsibilities. And, and if they've changed, has it been updated that it's changed? And now, you know, now Mark's in charge of this and Robert used to be in charge of that. So, so, you know, Sally over here is going to Robert for that and doesn't realize the role and responsibility has changed to Mark. And now it's confusing. Right. And then she gets frustrated because, she brings you all this and you're like, well, that's not my job anymore. That's Mark's job. Oh, now she's got to go over to Mark and do that. So it's really the foundation of this good decision-making is know where you fit in the organization and then be able to go through what we do, several different exercises to help people be better at decision-making. Mm-hmm. I think the key in decision-making in that is having good critical thinking skills. And so we do some critical thinking exercises and things to walk people through how they think about things, how they perceive things, and then how they make decisions. Amen. And there's generalized scenarios that you could use, or do you try and come come up with some specific to the organization that you're trying to help? Well, and sometimes it's difficult. So in our, our, our free development program that we do, it, it's very hard to go organizationally because like we're starting one this Saturday. We'll start our spring semester this Saturday. And we have six people in this group and all six of them are from different organizations and different businesses. We have some in education. We have some that work for the county. We have one that's in the Air Force. I mean, so it's a very diverse. So there it's more specifically um, just general exercises that we've you know developed over time. If we go into your organization, there's 12 people there. We try to find the scenarios that fit the organization so that it makes it a little bit more relevant. And then when we do roles and responsibilities like that, it's really great because then you are identifying what your role is. And then I go to I go to Sally and I say, hey, Sally, what do you think Robert's job is? What do you think his role is? And, and she says, well, I think it's this, this, and this. And you're like, well, it's that, but it's not this over here, right? And so then somebody else comes and, you know, and, and, and you know, Tom over here comes over here and says, well, I think this is what Robert's responsibility is. So they... They interact with each other in such a way that they begin to realize, well, I thought this is what you were supposed to do and you're doing this. And so people don't know those things because they don't have that kind of communication. Amen. Amen. And when I've spoken on, on team building at various conferences, as I said, I, I try to emphasize the, the, the development of the talent and resources, the people that you currently have. And like I said, the military system of leadership development of allowing the people who work under us to take on smaller projects and mm-hmm. allow them to identify, mm-hmm. you know, who they need to go to for those answers, uh, you know, well, right. go to the motor pool, find out right. down there, you know, not, right. not to the electronic shop type thing. Right. Right? Uh, right. And I, I, you know, that works a lot better than telling them who to go talk to, you know? And so, you know, like, you know, you got someone that's uh, gathering sales and, and accounting figures, you say, okay, I need this report by the end of the day. Just mm-hmm. you know, find out what the stats were for last week. Right. Well, if noon comes and they're still sitting at their desk, they're trying to look through things on the computer and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, come back and ask me if you're having a problem. I'm not going to yeah. tell you go talk to Tom in accounting. Right. But we'll sit there and like, well, we're talking about numbers and and mm-hmm. financials. Who who do you think would be able to handle that? Uh, 
I guess maybe accounting. Okay. Yeah. We'll find out. Now I didn't tell her to go see Tom in accounting. She right. may bounce around to six different people in accounting until she ends right. up at Tom's office. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But then when she comes back, oh, I got this report done. Oh, great. How yeah, mm-hmm. I I end up talking to Tom and he gave me all the numbers I needed. And yeah. now next time you give her that report, where's she gonna go? Yeah. Straight to Tom. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, we've experienced that even ourselves as an organization. So here we are teaching roles and responsibilities. And then as we've grown now, we've realized that between Rob and Diane and myself as partners, that we have responsibilities that we need to figure out because it would be like, hey, we need to change this on the website. And I'd look at Diane and she'd look at me and and I'd say, well, can you do that? And she said, yeah, I can do that. But then we decided, you know what, I'm going to be the responsible for the website. I, so not, not our website's being redone. So anybody that goes to our website, don't, don't think that it's, it's not professional. It's work. We're working on it, but um, you know, I'm now responsible for that. So when something needs to be updated, nobody goes, well, who's going to do that? I say, well, Mark's going to do that. I automatically Rob's our finance guy. He's going to take care of our, our W2s now this time of year, he's going to take care of our paychecks or whatever. It's that d- delineation, I guess, between that, that helps us then make better decisions as an organization, better decisions. I was even, so I'm reading Galatians and Ephesians this week, um, and, and Paul, as he's writing to the Galatians and Ephesians, uh, so many times, it's amazing how many times he does this, he's defending himself and telling his role and responsibility. My role is to preach to the Gentiles, right? That was his thing, even though he's a Jew, right? Or he, he was Jewish. Peter's role, that's not Peter's role, that's Paul's role. So he's distinguishing himself and saying, it's okay if you want to come over here, but I'm responsible for these people because that's where God sent me. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's so true. How, how does the Leadership 10 emphasize the importance of retaining key talent? You know, because in this culture that we're in now, you know, the, the, the old way of, you know, you go to work for a company and you're there for 40 years and then you retire with a pension. You know, it, it, a lot of people get in there and, you know, you start relying on them and then they go to the next the, the next company down the street type thing. Right. How? Hey, folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for this portion of today's interview with Mike Noon. Now, Mike is a co-founder of Leadership 10 in the Florida Panhandle area. I mean, he's helping young leaders to be su- su- successful in business and in life. And he's been sharing with us some of his background, the background of Leadership 10, and how they approach passing on this expertise to those who desire to aspire to the next level of business success. I encourage you to go down to the show notes and reach out to Mark and his team at Leadership 10, especially if you're in the Florida Panhandle area. You can also ask Mark to travel to your business almost anywhere in the country and conduct workshops and all of that uh, for your team's leadership development as well. Now, this was only part one of a great two-part interview, so be sure to come back for the next episode where Mark will be sharing with us uh, about Leadership 10 model, his great book setup, which is also available on Amazon right now. Drop down in the show notes, click the link there to order your copy of Mark's book setup right now. Until next time, this is Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. 
Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.